Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. It's me, Neil, again. And yes, it's another installment in our transfer talk or transfer link series. There's a lot going on with Aston Villa Football Club at the moment. Um, I have redone this again in light of Philippe Coutinho signing for Aston Villa as well, which was really, really exciting. And as we push to fill the gaps within the squad that we have, I think it's very, very important to look towards left back position. And we've already done. An episode on Nicholas Taglifico. If you haven't seen that episode, please take a look up here somewhere and uh, you will be able to click on a link for that episode. And when you finish watching that episode, you can come back here and watch this one again about Aaron Hickey because that is who we are shining a spotlight on today. Um, is Aaron Hickey, the youthful but very well vaulted uh, left back. Well, I'm going to really say... More so, and maybe even potentially in, in, in later years, he could be a utility player. Um, but for the moment, he's predominantly a left-back who is currently playing for Bologna in Serie A, formerly of Hearts, and also um, looking to push on towards the Scottish national team as well. Uh, it's an interesting link because, as we know, the, the there seems to be a lot of good work going on in Scotland with underage development at the moment, um, and specifically in full-back position, midfield position as well. You know, tenacious, Face uh, athletic players. We already have one ourselves in John McGinn, but you also see Andy Robertson um, there, the Liverpool left back as well. And while it would be probably a small bit hyperbolic to say that Aaron Hickey is there at this moment in time, but think of what Andy Robertson does and maybe water it down a small bit. And that's where I probably think that Aaron Hickey can, can come in. But talking very much so here without any aids. And as you guys know, I love to bring some, some, um, Visual aid to the table, and today is no different than any other transfer series that I do. So I will share up share up this visual aid in a moment. Just before I do so, podcast partner for today is the Spond app. That's S-P-O-N-D. Anybody running an organization, anybody running a team, anybody running an event, anybody running um, anything, a group. If you have a group of people 
and you need to get a message out to them quickly or you need to put a slate or a series of events in and change those quickly and get group messaging out to them. Spond is the application for you. It's available on iOS. It's available on Android. It's available across the board. Um, please take a look at it. It's really made a bit massive difference to um, an organization I'm in outside of um, in, in my extracurricular life, let's just say. And um, it's 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 really been beneficial for me. Uh, biggest thing, as I say, one of the biggest things in it as well is being able to securely and um, and I suppose comfortably accept payments through the application too. So if you have a football team or something like that, you need to collect membership for that football team, registration money, insurance money, whatever the case needs to be. It can all be done through the application as well. It's really, really easy place to get information to a group of people very, very quickly. So I would implore you, have a look at it, see if you like it, go download it today, play around with it. It may very well uh, revolutionize how you look after your group, your team, your organization, whatever the case may be. So that's the Spond app, and they are the podcast partners um, for us today. So Aaron Hickey, let's have a little look at, at at some of the things that Aaron Hickey brings to the table. So as I mentioned, Aaron Hickey, he's Scottish. His height ranges anywhere. I took the height, the, the tallest height I could find for him, and it came in at about six foot and one half of an inch, um, which is, you know, uh, a, a nice decent height for a fullback. He's uh, his feet. Uh, looking at, at some some footage of him, and also looking at some scouting reports, and also on transfer market, he's listed as being both footed, and I think that's important because uh, you can actually very much see that in his play. That he's very very comfortable playing off both both feet. We will talk about that in a moment as well. He's only nineteen. He's only nineteen since the tenth of June. So. Six, he's only literally, you know, he won't be 20 for six months yet. So that's a really, really big piece uh, uh, in, in the puzzle. If Aston Villa are looking to kick on and looking to buy up all these big talents, and obviously we've got our guys coming through the youth system as well. We've got Ken Kessler Hayden on the right-hand side, someone like Aaron Hickey at 19 years of age, but with a bigger sample set of senior football played, would be a really, really good signing for Aston Villa from that point of view. Solely from that point of view of future-proofing the position, Aaron Hickey would be a good signing there, obviously cost-dependent as such. At this moment in time, based on his statistical output, I found it really, really interesting. I spoke about Andy Robertson previously. Obviously, there are very few good, very few left-backs that are as good as Andy Robertson at the moment. But when I looked at his statistical output, he was very, very similar to Rico Henry and Max Ahrens. Rico Henry, obviously somebody who gets a lot of attention, can play a fullback, can play a wingback, mostly in the wingback position for Brentford. And Max Ahrens was somebody who was linked with going to Bayern Munich for 12, 15 million pounds last season. While they're both not, not in the most exciting of sides, and, and no offense to Norwich or to, to, to Brentford, um, they are the new type of fullback that we are beginning to see in the Premier League. The attacking fullback, the fullback that isn't forward, afraid to go forward, that is comfortable dribbling the ball, that is a ball player and is almost as good in the attacking third as they are in the defensive third. Um, as well. So really, really interesting to see that from statistical output. We will look at some of um, Aaron Hickey's statistical output again in a moment. I think it's very important to take a look at the last three years for Aaron Hickey. We mentioned he's 19. He won't be 20 until June, but he's got three big years of production behind him. He first made his debut for Hearts as a 16-year-old. He got 20, he had 20, played 22 games. All of those were starts. He played 1,908 minutes in those games. He averaged 87 minutes per game. 
The reason that I've looked at the minutes per game average that he had is just to see how much he was trusted. You know, you can look an awful lot at how many games or how, how many games somebody has played, but it's important to look at the starts. And then also with those starts or with those games that they, that they have played, it's also important to look at how many minutes they actually got when they came onto the field. As a 16-year-old, he scored one goal and had one assist, and he wasn't afraid to get stuck into big boy football because he got six yellow cards and one red card, all in the space of 22 starts. So that's quite tenacious. I think tenacious would probably be a, 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 um, a safe word to use there, but uh, he does seem to like like a tackle as well um, when it does come to, uh, to to the defensive side of things, he's not afraid to shirk away from, from that responsibility. He then moved to Bologna in 2021, and he had, uh, and I can see here that that is a typo. So he played played 11 games. That should be 10 starts. And of those 10 starts, um, he accounted for 758 minutes, uh, averaging out at 69 minutes per game. He didn't score and he didn't have any assists, but he's strong tackling and he's... Will to win, let's call it, followed him from the Scottish Premier League to this to Serie A, and he accounted for three yellow cards and one red card there as well. And this year so far, 21-22, he's played 19 games, of which 18 were starts, played 1,453 minutes, averaging 77 minutes per game. He scored four goals this season, which is really interesting because he has been pushed more out wide as a wing-back slash left midfielder slash played in central midfield, but... Not predominantly, it was more so a left-sided midfielder situation, but four goals is a great return for anybody playing out there if they can play left-back, left-wing-back, left-midfield, and he's only 19 years of age. And everybody knows how difficult it is to score a goal in Serie A because uh, the Catenaccio um, mindset of defence, 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 if you're 19 years of age and you're going in there and you're breaking things down from that left wing, that left left wing back position, well, then that has to be something that is needs to be admired as well at the same time. Once again, yellow cards as well. 18 starts, 19 games, that's yellow. He's He's got four yellow cards. Um, he's not afraid to put his foot in and to get stuck into things. Interesting, to, as I said, to take a look at his... Uh, I've been a bit selective in the in the the way that I've tallied up his minutes and the positions that he's played in. These came from um, for FB Ref, uh, so I tallied together both the times he's played left back and left wing back because I think that that's just a fair assumption that you know there, while there is a difference between the two positions, they are more similar than than anything else. I haven't put in the left left midfield positions. Uh, in there as well. I, I have, I, I've just kept it at that because I think that's where he plays for Aston Villa. And he started 46 games there. So he's played 46 games there, should I say, uh, totaling up 3,568 minutes. But he's also been trusted, and this is more so at Hearts, he's been trusted to play as centre half as well. So think of it this way, 16 slash maybe just gone 17 years of age, playing for Hearts as a centre half. He played two games there. He's total 180 minutes. And also the versatility comes into play when he's been moved over to the right-hand side as well. So he can play right back too, right wing back. That was more so at Hearts too. He's played 490 minutes there at right back. So that, that totals out six games there for, for Hearts. So there is positional versatility for somebody so young. He's been trusted across the back line. And, and, and that to me is really interesting and really intriguing because with somebody who's only 19 years of age, to show that versatility maybe... 
maybe there's there's uh, there, there's more to come from him from that point of view, and it shows that he's not uh, that the ceiling is high with this guy, and the floor is the floor is also high as well with him too. Uh, so I think it's I think it's something to bear in mind as we see through his development and and as we see him, um, whether he comes to Aston Villa or not, as we see him hopefully break onto the top stage, and hopefully it is in a Clarendon blue. Jersey. Um, some points to note there are that he has been a long-time target of Aston Villa Football Club. He was targeted at Hearts under Dean Smith. He was targeted last year as well. There was conversations that they were monitoring him and potentially even in the summer that he was a prime target for Aston Villa. It didn't come, come true. And now we're carrying this one through as well to this season. Uh, the carryover there will probably be Johan Lange is is somebody that admires him quite a lot and the scouting staff do. But also Stephen Gerrard would be familiar with him from his time at Rangers. So having that dual aspect of familiarity with this player, I think is something that really gives it intrigue and might be something that might see us um, push for this maybe more than other, other left backs that are, that are out there. If this is the direction that Aston Villa do want to go with bringing in a 19-year-old as back up to a 25, 26-year-old uh, Matty Target. He's two-footed, which I know might sound a bit silly. Professional footballers, shouldn't they all be two-footed? But to be genuinely two-footed is something that, uh, that, that, that is, is a real string to your bow, specifically in the full-back position. Um, also, as well, if you are playing in the wing-back position, the fact that if you are pushed a small bit forward, forward that you can cut inside, maybe crossing the ball on your right-hand side, so that people don't uh, when you're playing left-back, so people don't uh, don't just show you down the line. It's very beneficial for that, specifically for a wing-back situation. I don't really envisage that Aston Villa will move to a wing-back uh, setup anytime soon, but we do know, or we will see, I think, as things evolve, um, our left back become a small bit more forward looking because at this moment in time that wouldn't be Matt, Matt Target's strong set and, and we will look at that in a moment when we compare the two of them side by side uh, he's wicked fast Aaron Hickey is a very fast player um, as, at 19 years of age he's well able to get around the field he's got a lot of energy he's tenacious as I say and, and speed won't be lacking for for, for Aaron Hickey um, I mentioned a lot about his cards and his yellows and red cards he is a tough tackler and you can see it He's. I'm not 100% convinced about his tackle technique, put it that way. I, I did a, a, a video on Nicolas Tagliafico. I think his tackle technique is very, very good. I just think that he just fires himself into every single tackle he can possibly get, and that's why he's, his card count is high. I think Aaron Hickey gets cards because his tackling isn't there yet, and he's not He's not the... He's a, while he's a tough tackler, his technique isn't very, very good. And, and I don't know if there's any fixing that with, with a fullback. I've never worked on that with anybody before. I've never, I, I wouldn't even know where to start with it. But it just looks sometimes a small little bit off. But there's mitigating circumstances to that. And we will look at it because is he really that type of player when we look at what his strong set and his skill points are in a moment? I mentioned he's technically excellent. He really is. There was times I watched games that he played with Hearts. Because I watched maybe about six games that this guy played, um, spanning from Heart, from the games he played with Hearts. I, I didn't look at too many games from last season when he first moved to Bologna, but I looked at them this season. Um, but he's technically very, very good. There are times when he's playing with Hearts, and this is no slight on the Scottish League, but when he's playing with Hearts, he's a couple of steps ahead of the other players on his team and he's only 17 years of age, specifically in attacking positions. But he's making passes 
you, you can see that the, it was the right pass. It was performed and executed well, but other people aren't on the same wavelength, specifically with return balls. There's a couple of, couple, couple of times in games I watched where you wanted to go for the return down the line again and the ball just wasn't coming back. And I'm not going to say he looked frustrated because he didn't, but it was quite obvious that he was he was looking to do the correct thing and the, the, the player wasn't on the same wavelength as him. But technically very, very good and we will see that as well. He's a different type of left back than we have already. Uh, we will see that when we look at a comparison in a moment. The one thing I am conscious of as well, he's a small sample size. Granted, he is only 19 years of age. We will look at some statistics. As always, you guys know that I base my statistics on the last 365 days and base them against the percentile of where they would fit in within the top five leagues in Europe. It just creates a standard that I think is easy to kind of to look at players by. So I am going to be taking that as well. So uh, the sample size is small for this player. Um, and that's something that has to be borne into account. So really the scouts are going to earn their money on this guy to see what his potential will be in comparison to where he is right now at the moment. But as my last piece here says, he does have massive, massive potential. It's widely believed that he has massive potential to go on and on and on. And realistically, to make a move from the Scottish Premier League to this to Serie A at the age of 18 years of age isn't typical um, within any isn't typical at all, you know, like it's it's specifically in, in, in 2022. So there must be something there that, uh, that that is enticing people. And I think Bologna moved early to try and get him and they're reaping the rewards of it. As I say, 19 games played this season of four goals. So let's take a look at some of the comparisons here with uh, between Aaron Hickey and Matty Target. OK, so let's bring it up here. Um, so first things first, when we look at this, there is a wide um, difference in the type of player. Almost everything that Matty Target is good at, Aaron Hickey isn't. Or sorry, his sample set over the last 365 days, based on the, last, based on the top five leagues within Europe, is less than the Matty Target. But... Whatever, a lot of the areas that Matty Target is deficient in, Aaron Hickey far outseeds him in. Far outseeds him in. So what I'm getting at here is they are completely different left backs. Aaron Hickey is very much more the modern type type fullback. Before I get on to discuss the, discuss the, the statistics that I've pulled out here, I do want to preface this. I completely understand two different leagues Two different systems, two different leagues, two different systems. Completely understand that, and I think that that ha- that shows where the disparity between these two players are. But when we look at what what the Premier League is looking for in a fullback at the moment, and granted, your fullback still needs to be able to defend, but in certain games when we're on the front foot and other teams are digging in, to have somebody who's able to to um, have a higher pass completion rate, to be able to dribble more, to be able to carry the ball more from a left-back position is always going to be beneficial. So looking at it here, we can see that Matt Target, when, when we look at the defensive statistics, Matt Target comes out better in the interceptions over 90 minutes, the tackles over 90 minutes. He's made more interceptions. He's made more tackles uh, over 90 minutes than, than Aaron Hickey. Bigger sample set, played more, played more minutes this season. Also being forced and asked to, ta- to to dig in a small bit more and to camp on the, on the edge of his box and 
you know, Aston Villa have had to had to defend in certain games this season, so completely different systems. But he has done more this season. Yeah, he has shown like like when we look at him there, he is within the top sixty three percentile of the amount of interceptions he's made this season, and the top seventy three percentile in the amount of tackles he's made this season. Whereas Aaron Hickey is down a thirteenth percentile and a twelfth percentile for both of those. Now, once again, as I say. Maybe people aren't attacking down Aaron Hickey's wing. Maybe they don't want to be caught in a counter-attack if he does dispossess people. And that is something that uh, is uh, obviously there for uh, up for discussion with regards to that. But when we look at one really, really interesting piece here, that is that Aaron Hickey doesn't get dribbled past an awful lot. In fact, he's one of the best, like of, of all the defenders in, in Europe's top five leagues, he's up there at the very, very top for not getting dribbled past. Whereas Matt Target gets dribbled past 1.29 times per game. So that's a bit of a, not a worry for Matt Target, but like that's obviously something that we would wa not want to happen. If we can stop players getting to the end line, if we can stop players uh, beating him and uh, maybe further up the field, beating Matt Target further up the field and drawing uh, Tyrone Mings, Courtney House, uh, whoever is, is playing center half, drawing them out to have to engage them. Well, then that's always a positive because it allows us and it helps us to keep our structure there as well potentially the game against Watford at the start of the season has skewed those numbers wildly for Matt Target, but we can only go on the numbers. That means it happened. And if it happened, it's going to be here. And that's what we want to talk about. And that's, remember, this is based on the last 365 days. It's not just on this, this season as well. Um, when we look at the pressures, um, Aaron Hickey comes in at 12.72 pressures per, per 90 minutes. That's in the 50th percentile. Matty Targa comes in at 44th percentile at 12.40 pressures. Not very uh, dissimilar there at all. Uh, where we do see some, some uh, dissimilarity is that Matty Targa doesn't... Well, he... No, there's only three percent in the in the pressure success uh, pressure success percentages there, but it, it drops him quite a lot when you look at him in comparison to all the rest of the left backs within the top five divisions uh, in Europe. Whereas Aaron Hickey is ha has a better pressure success rate um, when when he does pressure, and that's at somebody at 19 years of age as well uh, playing more so in the left back position. Um, aerial dual success, you know, obviously Matt Target in the Premier League, we get more balls put into the box, we get more crosses put in there. Um, he has dealt with 75 points, uh, or sorry, 57.7 percent of his aerial dual successes, as opposed to uh, Aaron Hickey, who's only dealt with 33.3 percent. Now, looking at the possession, the possession and the passing statistics here, um. While Aaron Hickey has made less pass attempts per game, his pass per, pass completion percentage is uh, over 7% higher. Something I think that Steven Gerrard is going to want to bring to Aston Villa Football Club is more, uh, and he's mentioned this himself, his, the possession game. We can't and we don't want to be losing possession, specifically out wide, putting us under pressure, uh, having to file back. Increasing our pass pass completion percentage, like and seven percent is is quite a big uh, increase within uh, with, with the pass completion. Increasing our pass completion is something that he's really going to be looking at, and I think it's one of the reasons why Philippe Coutinho has come into the team. I've talked about metronomes within the team, pa um, workhorses within the team, and Coutinho is going to do that. But also remember, Matt Target and Aaron Hickey are going to be playing on the same side of the field as Philippe Coutinho. Should should Hickey sign? This pass completion piece is going to be very important. 
you know, being able to pass that ball inside, giving Coutinho maybe wrap around uh, wrap around ability, and maybe allowing Coutinho to come in off his wing, um, would be really beneficial for Aston Villa. So I think that this is something that's really important to look at. And maybe it's something to look at Matt Target and go, well, if Matt Target needs to stay in the team, this is one of the big areas where he needs to improve on, specifically in possession and in attack. Passes under pressure. Aaron Hickey hasn't made as many passes under pressure, which can probably be a compliment to him that uh, he doesn't wait until he's under pressure to make those passes. It could be also the slower uh, dictation of the league itself. Aaron Hickey doesn't cross the ball as much as Matty Target. Once again, this could also be schematic uh, um, piece whereby uh, as we just cross the ball more than the than, than Bologna do. But this is a huge point for me as well and something that I'm, I am i don't want to see us crossing the ball as much as we have been. I'm, I'm like a broken record with this. Maddie Target is cro- crosses the ball 2.61 uh, times per game. Aaron Hickey only does it 1.16. I'm okay with us not crossing the ball as much anymore. We've got two dynamos, Bundia and, and Coutinho in there. Let's use them. Let's play through the middle a small bit more. Um, yes, if we need to cross the ball, let's cross it. But remember, we don't have an absolute Hulk up top. We've got two slight forwards and Danny Ings and, and Ali Watkins. When I say slight, I mean comparatively. They're slight in comparison to uh, a Lukaku, etc., etc. So trying to keep the ball on the ground, quick, attacking, but possession-based football, I think is something that we're going to see, see more and more. And if Aaron Hickey comes in, that would signify a change, a sea change with regards to that style of football. And more so, dare I say it, the Liverpool style of football where we break using our fullbacks as opposed to um, as opposed to how we do it at the moment. What makes me believe that is the amount of dribbles that Aaron Hickey has attempted is 1.91 dribbles per game. It's far outweighs Matty Target's dribbles per game. Matty Target is has it's been shut down this season. The amount of uh, the amount of dribbles he's allowed uh, and the amount of progressive carrying that he's allowed to do with the ball. It's by far the weakest side of his game. And even when he does dribble, he's not very successful at it. You know, he comes in at fifty six point three percent. But Aaron Hickey comes in the seventieth and seventy first percentile based on dribbles attempted and the dribble success metric as well, which is really important. And it just shows the sea change that if we did sign someone like this, we would be going towards the and I'm going to say it again, Andy Robertson type of fullback. The, the attacking modern day fullback and I don't want to call it modern day either because obviously Matt Target is no is still a spring chicken in his own right but you know what I mean the the fullback that the top teams are looking for at this moment in time that's as good in possession going forward as they are coming back um and that's once again you look at a progressive carry distance which is uh 98.97 yards per 90 minutes in in Aaron Hickey's uh, in Aaron Hickey's case, as opposed to 69.03 yards per um, per 90 minutes in Matt Target's case. So it's a full 30% um, 30% better uh, from an Aaron Hickey point of view. And that's from, obviously it is from more progressive carries because he attempts or he tries more dribbles uh, in games. Uh, one area as well that I would say is, is definitely an area of, of focus and something that is a really good point for Matt Target. Matt Target passes the ball forward quite well. Matt Target uh, had, you know, averages 5.63 prog- progressive passes per game, and he prog- his progressive pass distance uh, is 400, uh, 400 yards. Whereas Aaron Hickey's is very like basically he's he's one of the worst in the in the top five leagues, and that leads me to believe schematically he's not being asked to do that. He's been asked to be a ball carrier and go forward at, at the left wing back position because there is no like 
it's 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 glaringly obvious he doesn't pass under pressure he doesn't cross the ball that often he's progressive passing distances and, and and the amount of progressive passes that he makes are low so he's been told head down run user athleticism and that's fine for a 19 year old absolutely fine i don't doubt that he can pass the ball around i've seen him do it at hearts granted these statistics are only the last 360 365 days i've seen him do it at hearts where he can pass the ball around i know he's technically good enough um, and that's why it's important to take the statistics and match it with watching games as well. So it's he's exciting, Aaron Hickey. He's exciting, and he's a different type of left back that we would be used to. It's important to see him, I suppose, with regards to comparison to what Matt Target does. Matt Target does really, really well. Aaron Hickey isn't asked to do at this moment in time. I would love to see uh, what Aaron Hickey would be able to do in an Aston Villa shirt. I would love to be able to see what we what way we would line up. If we sign Aaron Hickey, we damn well need a very good defensive midfielder bringing in all that attacking intent on the left-hand side um, with with, the, with Coutinho and Aaron Hickey. Once again, we're going to come back to something that I'm blue in the face for saying we're going to need our big strapping hulk of a man to sit in that number six position, I think. And uh, hopefully there is one of those on our way um, in the January transfer window as well. That's going to do it for us today. I like what I see from Aaron Hickey. Nowhere near the finished product. I find it a bit difficult to, to project him too far forward into the future based on what he's been asked to do with Bologna. And when we look at him here with regards to Matt Target, this is not a commentary on how good either player is. It's just a commentary, I think, more so on what each player is being asked to do within the setting and the system that their team has at this moment in time. So don't take this as criticism of either player. It's interesting to look at the statistics to see what they're being asked to do. And you can pick out schematic pieces that each team or that the teams are focusing on or potentially what the league focuses on from a schematic point of view as well. But more so in this team, what Aaron Hickey's role in the Bologna team seems to be as opposed to what Matt Target's role in the Aston Villa team seems to be. So it's really, really interesting Um that point from from that point of view as well thanks very much everybody for listening thanks everybody so much for watching please give it a thumbs up please subscribe to the podcast if you're not doing so already it's been an absolute blast this won't be the last one of these transfer links watch out for more and all that's left to say is up the villa Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.